20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things green and gold. My name is Mike Wendland. I'm joined by Gage Bridgeford. And while it is Super Bowl Sunday, the Packers have a defensive coordinator, and it's Joe Barry, the former linebackers coach and assistant head coach for the L.A. Rams for the past four seasons. He does have a couple of stints as a defensive coordinator for some truly awful teams, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll break down the hire, break down what he brings to the table, what Matt LaFleur might have been looking at, and maybe give some insight on what Joe Barry is all about and what he will bring to this team, because I know there's a lot of discussion about what he can do and what he, what he what his hiring means. So we'll be able to figure that out over the course of these next 20, 25 minutes or so. But Gage, I'll go to you. I'll ask you, what are your what were your opening thoughts when you heard this morning that Barry was the favorite and then later on that the hiring was confirmed by both Rob Domofsky and Tom Palacero? Matt LaFleur is smarter than me um, at the end of the day. Uh, did I want other candidates more? Yeah. Did they get did they get the job? No. I'm going to assume that Matt LaFleur knows what he's doing. And he has led the team to a combined 28 and 8 record over the last two seasons. And if it wasn't for a it's shooting themselves in the foot, some questionable calls in the NFC Championship game this year, we'd be playing tonight. Matt LaFleur has done a great job. Did I, like I said, I wanted other candidates more, but Barry has had a couple of stints as a DC. He's got that veteran voice in your locker room, and he's not like super old while doing it. He's only 50 years old, and when he got his first DC job, he was 37. He's 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 a younger guy. I know that people are going to talk about like Jerry Gray didn't get the job. Jerry Gray's 58. He's a little bit older, and I understand people are like, oh well. He only he got passed over for this reason or that reason. Well, he got passed over because Matt LaFleur didn't think he was the best man for the job. I think that Barry has shown like a lot of development, uh, especially at the linebacker level, which is where he was coaching for the Rams for the last four years. And he's gotten the most out. Of, he got Corey Littleton paid very well last year. He got the most out of guys like Leonard Floyd, Samson Abukum, uh, Kaiser White uh, out of the Rams this year. I have faith in what LaFleur's doing so far. We want to always jump to conclusions and assume that the coaches did it wrong and the GM did it wrong. Well, we said that on Rashawn Gary, and then Rashawn Gary this year now made Preston Smith look replaceable. We were all freaking out when the Packers traded back instead of drafting Derwin James, and then they drafted Jair Alexander, got an extra first-round pick, and then they drafted Gary and traded up and got Darnell Savage, who are now three cornerstones of this defense. Stop trying to just jump to conclusions that is and assume that the coaches are wrong and the GMs are wrong. They're in these positions for a reason. Green Bay is one of the most stable and winningest franchises that we've in the NFL right now. Just trust that they know what they're doing. There's a reason they're in their jobs. We're not. This isn't Cleveland. This isn't Chicago. This isn't Jacksonville, where they're constantly turning over a new leaf. This is Green Bay. This is Titletown. We win. We know what we're doing. Just trust that the guys in charge know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. This is not Detroit, which is oddly enough where where Barry got his first start as a defensive coordinator back under Rod Berenelli. But just taking a look at what he he started with, he started in Tampa Bay as a linebackers coach. And we talk about his work with linebackers. The talk with him is he's disciplined. He gets his guys in the right position and he lets them go and rally to the football. His work in Tampa, which involved a, a, a Super Bowl championship for Super Bowl 37 with the Bucks under Tony Dungy and then John Gruden. 
and Monty Kiffin as the coordinator with assist with fellow assistants like Mike Tomlin, Raheem Morris, Rod Marinelli. Like there, there is so many guys that he's worked with that he he was learned from that he has gone through. And I I do wonder if Matt Lafleur talked with Tony Dungy or talked with Monty Kiffin, guys who have worked with him for the long for the longest period of time because that's the longest stretch he's been with the team was those six years in Tampa Bay in 01 to 06 and then yet again in 2009. Like Barry is a guy like I said he's only 50 he's done work with great great work with linebackers doing some good work there he did with the Chargers in 2011. You look at some of the team some of the players he had on those teams he had he had some pretty solid solid players. Like you look at Travis Travis LeBoy was a decent player with the Chargers. Those linebackers he had there. Niall Diggs played with him. Donald Buller, Antoine Barnes, Sean Phillips had one of his best seasons. Takeo Spikes. Like he, he he gets the best out of the talent that he's had with as a linebackers coach. As a coordinator, it's been a mixed bag. But as we'll, we'll get into, those teams had little to no talent around him. Uh, so, I mean, he was set up to fail with Detroit. They had absolutely nothing at any level of that defense. And Washington was, was better but it wasn't great, and his head coach wasn't a great head coach either above him when Jay Gruden. So I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna condemn him for what happened in his first two gigs because those are two franchises that have been in turmoil for well over 30 years, and and you look at the team the talent he had with him, it wasn't there. So I, I think this is this will be the best group he's ever had as a defensive coordinator and if he keeps these assistants around and he takes what he learned in tampa what he learned in san diego what he learned with the rams i think there's there is actually a lot more upside than people think with this hire yeah um so real quick everybody that's listening do me a favor go online go look up the 2007 and 2008 lions rosters i'll go ahead and i'll give you a second to pull it up all right got it you look at that that defensive depth chart, and you tell me what you expected him to do. John Barry or Joe Barry had Sean Rogers, and that is it. That is, that is all he had. People want to say, oh, Corey Redding was there. Corey Redding is a name that we now know. Corey Redding, in the two seasons that Barry was the DC, had four sacks. He did not do anything, and it just that roster was was expecting you were expecting greatness out of out of guys that shouldn't have even been on the field half the time i think will blackman was the starting corner on one of those two teams or on both of those teams just the talent that he was working with just was non-existent there was none there and everyone was confused why he wasn't able to make anything happen with it well you know what i'm going to go ahead and i'm going to give you a paper bag and i'm going to give you a hole put a hole in the bottom of that bag and then i want you to go ahead and carry around a hundred things for me real quick cool can't do it awesome the you have to have a certain level of talent. I understand the idea of coaching guys up or getting guys to get the most out of out of them. And Paris Lennon was a special teamer on Green Bay, and then he went and he was a leading tackler for the Lions. He had 130 tackles, I think, in the 08 season. So he did well. Micah Kaiser, who I kept calling Kaiser White, that was a mistake by me. Micah Kaiser on the Rams this year became an effective blitzer, and he was and it was viewed as like linebacker was viewed as a huge weakness for this. Rams team and he got the most out of guys like uh, Leonard Floyd had 10 and a half sacks this year. Micah Kaiser in nine games had 77 tackles. He was flying all over the place. He also had a forced fumble, three passes defense. Troy Reader had 81 tackles and three sacks in 16 games. He gets the most out of guys he got. Kenny Young, who was a throw in linebacker in the, the Marcus Peters trade, had played 16 games, had a pick, uh, pick six, had two pass defense, had a sack. Had a couple of quarterback hits. 
he gets the most out of the guys that he has. Green Bay has never invested heavily in the linebacker position. They just expect guys to get the most out of it, which is why a guy like Barry makes a ton of sense. You have Kamal Martin and uh, Chris Barnes here. Cool. Hey, Barry, you got to coach up these guys because we're still not going to invest in this spot. we got other investments to make. He can do that. He can make Chris, Barton, Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin go to that next level there. Like you said with the Washington team, you had a little bit of talent there. You had Ryan Kerrigan. You had uh, Dante Whitner was there in his second season. You had Preston Smith that was a rookie when he got there. There was some talent on that Washington team, but it still wasn't anything like close to what he's coming in with now. You're coming in now. You have Zadarius Smith. You have Rashawn Gary, who are really good outside edge rushers. They might keep Preston Smith. I don't know. And even if they do, I think Preston might go take a back seat to Rashawn Gary because Gary played so well this year. You have Jair Alexander, who's a lockdown corner. That's a better corner in, in his first season than he had in four seasons as a D.C. anywhere else. Josh Norman was there. Cool. Josh Norman was a shell of the man that he was in that final season in Carolina, and he has never gotten close. Derrick Henry went ahead and put the shell of Josh Norman in a body bag this year. I understand everyone wants to freak out and wants to panic, but the roster that he has is a, is so much better than anything he had previously. That's why I don't put too much stock into what he or who he coached and how his teams were before. I saw the the quote earlier or like the stat was that his teams were 32nd and 32nd and then like 28th and 29th or something like that. They were just terrible in yards allowed in all four of his years. He didn't have anybody to to stop the ball with. There was there was no de- there was no defenders out there. He, he would have been a starting defender on those defenses at age 37 because there was no one else to go with. So before you want to go and write a guy off who has yet to coach a single game for this team, go ahead and pay attention to the context of it. Everyone just wants to look at the numbers and look at the end data. That doesn't tell the whole story. What tells the whole story is you look and see, oh, he had nothing. And the fact that he was able to even coach defenses, which in Washington were 17th and 19th in points against with so little talent, shows that. He knows how to coach guys up in the right spots. So before you just write them off and just say, oh, well, these numbers say this, just get the context first, please. It's not it's really not hard. Absolutely. And, and if we look at that Washington team, the strength of that defense when he was the D.C. was their linebacking core. I mean, you had a rookie, Sua Cravens, you had Ryan Kerrigan, Trent Murphy, Preston Smith, Will Compton, Zach Vigil, all solid players. You had Brashad Breland young in the, in the back end, but that defensive line, and you only have Chris Baker and Ricky Jean-Francois and an aging Cullen Jenkins. There there wasn't a lot to work with. His secondary was was injured to 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 Hades and back. When you lost D'Angelo Hall, you lose Dante Whitner. You're rolling with Josh Norman, Greg Toller, and Brashad Breland. Like they're... Again, this all goes down to what he has. Like you look at the work work he did when he was a linebackers coach. Like he talked about with the Rams. You look at Sean Phillips with the Chargers, who could have a very similar impact to what Rashawn Gary could be. Takeo Spikes, Derek Brooks, Sheldon Quarles, all these guys really hit their best when he was the coordinator or was his their position coach. I think he uh, Kirk Olivadotti was his linebackers coach in Washington. He was the coordinator. The, the, there's there's connections here besides just the L.A. stuff. And do we know he's going to be the great coordinator? We don't. We we don't. We're we, we're not, I'm just, I just want to make a judgment because with the team he has, I think this could this could work. He's young. I think he's going to have Matt LaFleur's ear pretty quickly. And obviously with with LaFleur, this is his first time actually hiring a defensive coordinator. And with, with, with what he brings to the table. I'm just not going to start panicking. And I, I think that Barry, 
while not the flashiest or the biggest name pick, uh, Chris Harris was actually the runner-up as well, the former defensive back and DB's coach in Washington this past year. I, I think Barry could be the right call. It, it, that's that's what it comes down to. We, uh, as, as, the, as the movie Miracle and Kerr Brooks, I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right ones. And it's the same with coaches. Yeah, it doesn't – like. Who cares if it's not the sexy hire? Matt LaFleur wasn't the sexy hire. Mike Pettin wasn't even – Mike Pettin wasn't. Nathaniel Hackett wasn't. The offensive linemen aren't, aren't sexy picks. But you know what? You go back to the 2018 draft and you ask the Colts if they're really glad they took Quentin Nelson at six even though he wasn't the sexy pick. Sometimes the the right pick isn't the sexy pick. It's the – like the like like Mike just said. Some, it doesn't matter if it's the – if it's the sexy one, as long as it's the right one, I think that Barry, while I don't know that he's going to be the right one, I have to believe that it is because if I just sit here and say, Nope, it's the wrong one. They messed up again. Yada, yada, yada. Who cares? Who wants to listen to that negativity? Wants to hear that. What I have to do is I have to believe that this is the right pick and come a year from now, we're going to be playing in the super bowl and everyone's going to be like, man, we're, we look pretty dumb right now for uh doubt in the floor. Huh? That's what I have to believe. I just saw someone a little bit ago saying that Green Bay just strives for mediocrity. And if you're that person, like if you're listening and you think that mediocrity is going 13 and three in back to back years, going 11 and one in the division and going to the NFC championship game twice. I really hope that you never have to see Green Bay go through actual mediocrity. Like ask Browns fans how they felt after years of like finally breaking through. Ask Bills fans how they felt after just not winning a playoff game for 25 years. Go ask them how mediocrity feels. This Green Bay team is far from it. This is one of the best franchises in football. Joe Barry, like I said, made up. He might not be the sexy pick. He might not. He And he might not be the right one. We might look back in a year, and I look dumb forever thinking, yep, it was a good pick. But that's the one that we made. Like, we can all be mad on Twitter all we want, but guess what? Matt LaFleur is not going to say, oh, they don't like this. I'm going to go change. I'm going to go say, hey, Barry, you're not the guy. We're going to go somewhere else. That's not how it works. Just you have to accept it and you have to move on. And you get, that's what that's how life is going to be. With the roster that we have in Green Bay, the pieces are there for Barry to put together a top 10 defense. If he can coach guys up specifically at the linebacker spot and if we can get more help on the defensive line, this team has – the talent to go be an elite unit in the NFL. It's just a matter of it's just a matter of it happening. I think that Jair is going to do his thing. Z and Gary are going to do theirs. I think Savage is going to take another step forward. Amos is going to continue to be one of the most underrated players at his position in the NFL. But you know what? Actually, I'm going to use Amos as an example real quick. Everybody thought Amos was a good pick, but not a sexy pick. He doesn't make the flash play. Eddie Jackson in Chicago is the flash player. Amos is the safe guy that makes the right play. Yeah, and since then, would you guys have rather had any other safety that we could have had? No, because Amy Amos in two years has been outstanding and stable on the back end. He's had Savage next to him develop into one of the best young playmaking safeties in football while he continues to show up, be in his spot at the right spot at the right time every single time. Just because it's not sexy doesn't mean it's not right, okay? Just calm down and before you freak out and think that it's the wrong one just because he's not the guy you wanted. Yeah, and and I know, I know we, we do come off as kind of preaching. We're, we both have had our rants, but... I'm with you 100% with this, and and so before we go further, let's take a look at what what we can expect that Barry will bring as 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 a scheme. 
Uh, he he obviously was more traditional Tampa two type stuff early on with Detroit. He tried to run the Monty Kiffin scheme, it, but we don't want the personnel to run that Tampa two. It's not going to work. Uh, with San Diego, they ran more of a typical three four. When you have guys like Sean Phillips, Takeo Spikes, with the Rams, it was with first under Wade Phillips and then under Brandon Staley, it was that hybrid three four nickel Vic Fangio type. Get pressure with your with your with your line and trust your secondary. I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see a little bit of the maturity that Barry's had as an assistant and what he's learned from the defensive coordinator roles. And we're going to see a little bit more of that Vic Fangio because remember, weren't, we, weren't people clamoring for Vic Fangio to be the head coach when when Matt LaFleur got hired? Yeah, yeah, they were. They all wanted Vic because they because we had had an offensive coach. We wanted a defensive guy, and Vic was the guy. That's who we wanted. And so if we can if we can get that system just with without Vic, I'm fine with that defensively with with Z and Gary. And if they keep pressing around with development from guys, maybe like like Spider Garvin. Yeah, Kenny Clark can play that Warren Sapp role in the middle. Of, like there's there's endless possibilities for what this team can do as long as Barry fits. He fits well with his assistants. I'm sure he's already been talking with Jerry Montgomery and with Oliva Dottie and Mike Smith and Jerry Gray. They're they're all under contract. They're coming back. I'm, I would assume. So I, I I'm sure they've already been in discussions. Barry's probably going to be heading up to, to Green Bay pretty quickly, either for his introductory presser and to start I'm guessing house shopping. But just this move for for the coordinator. I'm glad they didn't rush it like we saw with a lot of other teams. He 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 had gotten a promotion already from L. A. to other L. A. and now he's getting even higher to Green Bay. So I I. I I'm happy for Joe Barry. Uh, I hope he doesn't read social media, and I, ho- I hope for everyone's sake that this works out for the best for the Packers. I think it will. Um, just from the standpoint of we've seen plenty of teams get like plenty of coaches get carried by good players, um, and so even if Barry isn't a flawless coach, he the players on the field know how to make the right plays. Like. We, I know, and if you don't know this, the Jair Alexander safety in the first game of the season where he blitzed and sacked Kirk Cousins, that was a call he made. That wasn't a that wasn't a Mike Patton call. That was a him. He read that at the line and he went. These players in that Green Bay has are smart enough and talented enough to make their own play. So even if Barry takes a little bit to get his feet under him, the players are going to make up for that because they are that good and they're that. And they're that talented and that and that good at their jobs. And also the position coaches that Green Bay has, assuming that there isn't mass overturn there, they're really good at their job. There's a reason that these guys have gotten like the development we've seen out of Jair and Savage and Gary's development from year one to year two. And Kamal Martin and Chris Barnes, despite being like round seven and undrafted free agent picks, they were starters in the playoffs or high or high snap guys in the playoffs. So you're right that he might like I think I think it's going to work out in the long run, and even if it doesn't, if it does take a little bit of time, I think that the team, the defenders are talented enough, combined with the fact that the offense is good enough to kind of make up for it. To be like, okay, Barry, let's go ahead and let's get a couple of games, get our feet under us, and we'll be good to go. Absolutely, and I guess the last thing I'll I'll do before we wrap this one up. Again, the words I always hear are aggressive, loyal, and disciplined with with Barry as a coach. Those Buccaneers teams that he ran with Quarles, Brooks, Nate Webster. Those Chargers teams with Spikes. Those Rams teams with with Littleton. Now now guys like Reeder and Kaiser. His work at USC uh, for one year. 
those guys were disciplined. They rallied to the football. They did not miss tackles. That Bucks defense, when he was in his second year there with the Gruden, was one of the greatest defenses of all time. And a large of that was his work as a linebackers coach. What he did, what he got out of Derek Brooks, who is a Hall of Famer, and what he got out of Sean Corliss, who was a second-team All-Pro, is nothing short of remarkable. And if, if he can bring that type of stuff to Green Bay, that kind of discipline, that that kind of chemistry to this to that linebacking unit, where where a three-yard gain will not turn into seven, that's going to be a win. It's not hard to take a step up from last year. Uh, if you can get your deep, if you can get your linebackers to tackle on the first try rather than the second try, you can get your front you can get your front to either get pressure or just not get blown off the ball. And like arm tackle, if if Barry can come in and just get the broken tackles and missed tackles to cut just by ten percent, it's a win. I feel like if they're like if he does nothing else, if everything else stays the exact same and just the amount of missed tackles goes down 10 percent, which I guess if Kevin King is gone, which is a strong possibility just due to the fact that he's probably going to cost some money by a team that has too much money. It probably will go down. That's an automatic win because that that would mean that Barry came in and said, OK, this is a weakness we had. We couldn't make tackles. Guess what? This year we're not having missed tackles. We're not. That's not what we're about. We're going to go. We're going to square up. We're going to make tackles when we get to when we get to the players and i think he can do that i there's there's nothing else i have to say i have confidence in barry in whatever scheme and system he decides to run i think he'll do a good job of putting his best players in positions to be successful he's not going to try and make them a team that they're not and as long as he does that uh, i have all the confidence in the world of green bay being able to get back to the nfc championship game and get over that hump next season and I'm with you 100%, and I'm always naturally kind of an optimist, so I I will always go in with, with high hopes. I, I I trust in Barry, I trust in Matt LaFleur, and I trust in the assistants and the decision that they made on the, on Saturday to hire Barry as the new defensive coordinator following Mike Pettin. So as we wrap things up, kind of breaking down what, what we can expect and, and hope for from the new defensive staff. Gage, where can people find you? As always, you can find me on Twitter at GBridgeford NFL. Uh, I have my work over at Denver Stips, Game On Wisconsin, Roto Baller, and Dynasty Nerds. I'm doing draft content currently for Dynasty Nerds and Game On Wisconsin. I'm uh, pretty sure I'm going to be doing some YouTube and live stream content for them, uh, specifically Game On Wisconsin. Dynasty Nerds, I'm generally doing three to four draft profiles per week. Roto Baller, I got some fantasy offseason stuff going on. And then Denver Stips, I'm generally putting out two to three different pieces of content for them a week. All of it can be found on my Twitter. Uh, my DMs are always open, no matter if you want to talk about sports, life, movies, whatever. Uh, they're always open. I answer every single one of them. Um, so you so you can find me there. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. And uh, just drop me a follow or whatever. Have a good day, guys. Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Wendland, all one word. Uh, you can hear my work on ZaleskiSports.com. I am a play-by-play a broadcaster for them doing a lot of local high school sports in central Wisconsin, a lot of basketball playoffs and hockey going forward next week. And of course, find us all the time on Twitter at Packaday Podcasts, wherever your favorite podcast platform is, find us there. Give us a, a like, a subscription, let us know how we're doing. And of course, again, my Twitter DMs will always be open as well. And of course, check out our YouTube page as well. Andy's doing great work there every day, breaking down stuff. I'm sure he'll have more on Barry as well uh, on the Super Bowl Sunday. So everyone, thank you for joining us. Uh, 
look on the bright side. We The coordinator is hired. Barry is on his way to Green Bay, and we have a coaching staff. So, everyone, st- for all of us here at the Packaday Podcast and for Gage Bridgeford, this is Mike Wendland saying so long. Everyone, stay warm, stay safe, always carry the G, and go Pack Go. We thank you for joining us this entire season.